and spirits to you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Megan. How's everyone tonight? Oh, good. Very good. Hey, um, I'm ready to eat. Are you guys ready to eat? <laughs> Anyways, um, hey, did you guys know I have a YouTube channel? You do? I have a YouTube channel. There's, I have over 400 followers. Um, it's out there, and, and I post a lot of videos on um, different things that you normally don't hear in the church. Um, later, uh, the last three or four videos, I've been doing it on spiritual authority. And I, I actually was going to talk tonight about spiritual authority, but I realized this morning that when I, um, when I was reading out of my book, do you guys know this is my latest book? It's called Exploring Secrets of the Heavenly Realms, The Five Heavenly Places Explained. So I, I, take, you, I take you through the five heavenly realms that is there in Ephesians chapter, um, in the book of Ephesians, and I explain the, the ascension of the believer. I explain the ascension and how that when you, by the time you get to Ephesians 6 and 12, you are now contending for what we're going to talk about tonight, spiritual blessings. So spiritual authority will release spiritual blessings, but we need to know if we can go after them. Uh, so... Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I encourage you to check out my YouTube channel. It's really cool. And if you want one of these books, it's just $10. But what I'm preaching to you tonight is only in the first three or four pages of this book. So I'll tell you, it doesn't, I don't tell stories. I give information. That's the way I write. Okay, I give information. Okay. The Bible says in Ephesians 1, verse 3, are you guys ready for the word? Blessed be the God and Father, hallelujah, of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God's worthy to be blessed, right? He's worthy to be blessed because he goes on to list a bunch of blessings that we have received in Christ Jesus. So, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, we've been blessed. We have every spiritual blessing has been given to us. But, guess what? These blessings are in the heavenly realms. They have to be obtained. They have to be contended for. There are resistance, if you will, in the heavenly places. So just because, just, just think about how long you've had to pray for someone just to be saved. Or how long you've had to pray just to get an answer to your prayer. 
You know, Daniel tells us prayer can be, you know, there's resistance in the spirit world in prayer. There's resistance in salvation. There's resistance in healing. There's resistance in a lot of different things. So my first point tonight is this. Paul says God has blessed us, and, and he means God has invoked or enacted divine favor. I love it. God has put something into motion where it calls the believer in the spirit world. He's put something out there in the spirit world and he has called the believer or he has invoked the believer to come and to obtain it, to obtain it. Now, this message goes a lot with spiritual authority, but I kind of looked at it and I said, you know, if we don't know the blessings that we are contending for, then how or how to do, how to go after them, there's spiritual authority. Let me say it that way. If I don't know exactly how to go after it, how can I exercise spiritual authority correctly? Right? It's like Terrence is in the military. He walked in, he triggered me. Terrence is in the military. He gets an assignment. So he gets an assignment, and he's to carry that assignment, and he uses his authority as an officer in the United States Army to carry that out. But he's got to have, he's got to have, he's got to have a mission. There's got to be a mission. And then there's a way to conduct the mission for effect, and then there's the way to conduct a mission poorly. So God has blessed us in the heavens. He's invoked or enacted divine favor, yeah. often implying a positive disposition of kindness actions, kind actions toward us. So God has invoked this. He's in, he's in acted divine favor. And what he's done, it is a positive outlook at us by doing this. He looks positively at us and he wants us to come and to do it. Just laying a little bit of a foundation here. God is appealing to believers as an authority for an action. God is appealing to the believers with an authority and an action. In other words, I must take action in the authority that's available in the realm that I'm looking for that blessing that I'm looking for. So I've got to know what I'm after. Am I after healing? Am I after salvation? Am I after the baptism of the Holy Spirit? But whatever the spiritual blessing that you are, uh, that you are needing, 
has already been given in the heavenly realms. So it's going to take an act of authority. It's going to take an action. But what, what, I, what I'm doing is I'm stepping into a dimension that's already been provided for. I'm stepping into a realm that's already been created for me to meet my need. Now, I believe in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, it says that we are citizens of heaven. A citizen it actually means a resident. I belong to that realm. I belong to heaven. So if I'm a citizen and I have the rights of heaven, as a citizen, you have rights. You have rights that the whatever country allows, like the United States, you have the, you have the right to worship God. You have the right to speech. You have a right to carry a gun. You have a right to do what all these different things called the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. You have all these rights, but you're a citizen. But citizens have to act on what can be provided for, right? Nobody, nobody pays for your groceries and delivers them at your house, right? So my point is, is this is out there. We have God's approval and his goodwill and it is directed towards us. So before, before we go off looking whether, we, whether God is going to heal me or not, we've got to start or whether God is going to deliver me or not, or whether God is going to save my grandchildren or my children or not, what we have to say is, no, wait a second. God has, God has given me approval. I have his favor on my life. Everything I do is from his favor. Everything. And it's, the good, it's his good will towards me, his good will towards us. But it's directed towards something, directed towards something. It's an action. Oh, come on. All right, so let's take the next step. You ready for the next step? Galatians 3.14 says this. That the blessing of Abraham, notice the word blessing, in the heavenly realms, in the heavenly realms, in the spiritual dimensions. In other words, I'm, I'll kind of get you, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll kind of hint, give a hint to where I'm going. What is in the spirit should be manifesting in the natural. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. The blessing of Abraham. Everything that God blessed Abraham with. The promise of salvation. The promise of an inheritance. That we might receive the promise of the spirit. So we receive the spirit through faith. Meaning that. Now the Holy Spirit has been sent to the believers 
to empower the believer to obtain things in spiritual dimensions. It's just not, I speak in tongues. It's not about, it's not just about being touched. It's all about learning to operate towards what God has called you to. You know, being a military guy, I always relate to my Marine Corps uh, history. And whatever, whatever mission that we had, we always had a plan, but we had to put that plan into action towards victory. Those things come out of the spirit world. There's always a way to deliver somebody. There's always a way to get somebody healed. There's always a way. It's just we have to go through the process. The process. Paul gave the reasons, or let me say this. These blessings are not physical, but they are spiritual blessings. They are spiritual blessings. So, I don't experience the kingdom of God in the flesh. I experience the kingdom of God in the spirit that benefits my flesh. Oh, come on. Does not, does not 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 say that God, is, God has given us all the spiritual blessings that we will ever need? God has given us all spiritual blessings that we will ever need. So, Paul gave the reason God is worthy to be blessed because he has blessed us. So, one of the things that will help you enter into the spirit realm is to realize what God has done for you and to start blessing him. Lord, I praise your name. Lord, I thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for your touch every day of my life. I thank you for the desire to read the word. I bless you for all these things that you have. I bless you for my family. I bless you for my wife. I bless you for my children. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you that I can breathe. I bless you that I can even speak your name. I bless you. I bless you. I bless you, Jesus. You know what the verb is here? It means to benefit or to prosper. Amen. To give contentment. So God wants to give you benefits. Well, I'll take them. I don't think you guys are too happy about this, but I am. I'll take the benefits of God. He wants to prosper you. So the benefits and the prospering, being blessed, is coming out of that heavenly realm. It's coming out of that heavenly realm. I am talking to you tonight about being spiritual people. Start gearing our minds on things that are above. It takes training. We have to... We have to go through this transition 
of coming out of this world and stepping into the world that we will, that we will live in. I don't want to go to heaven and go, huh? Huh? How do things work up here? <clears throat> Amen. So, our spiritual blessings are in the heavenly places. It is a sphere or a realm beyond this world. There's nothing this world can, can give that is going to that is going to change the eternal realities that God wants us to experience. You say, well, you know, we, we have material needs, but our material needs are tied directly to the spirit world. Directly to it. How does God open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't contain? How does he do that? That is a spiritual reality. Do you think you just do it through tithe? I think that's part of it. But what if you're a tither and generations have robbed God? Have you broke the curse? Is the window fully open? Are there these things? Well, what happens if I'm, I'm a Christian and I feel I'm sick in body? I'm sick in body. Have you forgiven? Have you gone through inner healing? Have you broken any type of curse? Today, today, there was a fallen angel today that lied to me, that was being deceptive to me. And he was cutting hairs, saying that I don't have to, I don't have to because I have certain rights. And I said, no, wait a minute. I thought about that and I said, no, wait a second, about a month ago, I just went through that. So I said, that's not true. I said, Jesus, that's not true. He's being deceptive. My point is, is that I was, even though I was helping somebody obtain some freedom, there was certain things, spiritual realities that are done in the natural that affect the outcome of the person's life. Did you hear what I just said? There's certain things that we do that hold back or withstand the blessings of God. How about this one? Here's one that everyone will like. Oh, I don't have to go to church. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. What do you mean? So you're already breaking the word saying, okay, I don't want to be a part of the body, but I want to be a part of Christ. But I want to be, I want to be connected to Jesus, but I don't want to be a part of his body, or I don't want to forsake the, or I'm going to break it, break forsaking the assembly, or being some type of ligament and sinew so that you could turn around and bless somebody else. How does that work? It doesn't work. I can't have both. I'm either all in or 
I'm not blessed. I'm either blessed or not blessed. So we are to operate. Here's my point. We are to operate in a spiritual activity where the ultimate conflict in the realms, we are to operate in a realm where we understand the ultimate conflict is between good and evil. It's not whether I want to make the decision or not to do something, but when I make that decision, then I understand that I'm moving into a realm that is going to, that is going to call forth a heavenly blessing upon my life, but I'm going to move into a spiritual conflict with good and evil. And so what we do is we start to contend for it. And we contend in the realm until we learn the realm or until we become at a place where we start to see the fruit of our prayer, the fruit of our ask, the fruit of our actions, what we direct our mind towards. We can't lose heart. Never lose heart. I don't care what battle you are in tonight. That battle has been destined for you for breakthrough. I remember, I remember dealing with one of the first times I ever dealt with a, with a fallen angel. You know, these guys, they say something. Most of the time they don't talk to you at all. You know? But this guy said, it's the ones that quit praying first who lose. So never quit praying. I don't know if I'd be here tonight if my mom didn't pray for 25 years. We are in Christ which means what God has done for us. Those words in Christ, in the Bible, means those are things that God has done for you. Okay? Because it is our unity with Christ, that in Christ. But when we read in Christ, these are things that God has done for you. Do you know that there is some, just in the letters of Paul, there is some 60 or 70 in Christ in the Bible? In Christ. 60, 60, 50, 67, whatever it is, it's in him, in whom, and in Christ. There's 131 of those. 131 of those in the New Testament. 131 spiritual blessings waiting to be obtained. Every blessing the Father has given is eternal. This is what I like about that. Everything that I've obtained, Hannah doesn't have to contend for. I've already done it for her. I just teach her to maintain. It's a, lot, it's, it's a whole lot easier to teach someone to maintain something than it is to, to start something up. Are you guys getting anything? 
I want you to understand that you are far above more powerful than you could ever think or imagine. Because Jesus, because we are in Christ, this is what really, this is what really amazes me about the mind of God. That God would set these, set these blessings in the heavenly realms that no one on earth, no one outside of Christ could ever grab a hold of them. Because they are in the spiritual dimension, not in the earthly dimension. They are in the heavenly realms. Every blessing is eternal, people. When the Bible speaks about heaven, it refers to light. What is light? A lot of times light in the Bible, most of the time light in the Bible has to do with an overall control of God. Let there be light. God taking control. And then he says, you're the light of the world. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jesus says, you're the light of the world. The Bible refers to believers as light, meaning you have the power to control atmospheres. The same way God said, let there be, you now... Operating from a spiritual dimension in Christ, seated at the right hand of God the Father. Now, does it also now, am I making a little, my point here is the power of your, of your words. The power of your tongue. You create. Or you destruct. But it's so powerful. Because light first talks about overall control, a dominance. It talks about a dominance. But in the Gospel of John 1.5, light shined in darkness. John says, God, after the fall of evil, of the fallen angels, the rebellion of the angels, then God spoke into this darkness. Because before the fall, everything was light. Oh, come on, you guys know that, right? There was no darkness. Everything was light. You know, a lot of people say that Satan fell from heaven. No, he fell from light. Because that was the first round. God is light, the Bible says. God is light. So before the heavens were created, the, it was all light. <laughs> Am I, am I getting too far out there? And the, here's the deal. Darkness didn't understand and can't understand light. It can't understand it. It can't overpower it, John says. It can't appropriate it. I mean, I'm in the Amplified Bible now. 1 John 1, 5, Amplified. I, it can't be absorbed. But guess what? You can absorb the light. You can absorb it. We call it soaking. You are absorbing the holiness of God. 
the righteousness of God. You are absorbing the personality or the character of God. You are absorbing light. We have this thing called soaking. And we've watered it down. But I say, oh, you're, you're, you're soaking in the light. When the Bible says God is, God is. God is love, God is. But when we go back to the origin of things, we, we start to think a little bit different. You can understand the light because you've been given the mind of Christ to understand it. You've been given the authority and the power in Christ so you can operate out of power and control. So he's talking about understanding. He's talking about authority and power. He's talking about the value for special purpose for one's own use is the definition. A value of something for purpose for your use, for our use. It also, when we say, when, when we look at absorb, it means to take in. But when we take it in, we need to fully understand what we're taking in. Just don't lay there and let your mind not search the spirit of God. How do you think you're going to ever operate prophetically if you don't search the mind of God? How are we going to do these things? So, not only do I need to fully understand what I'm soaking in or absorbing, but I also need to know how to take control of it. Ooh. We call that authority and power. We call it power. I, we call it the anointing. The light comes on. The power of God comes upon. Now my mind must turn to understanding. Come on, church. Lock in here. I'm giving you, I'm giving you spiritual keys to accelerate your Christian life. When the power of God comes upon you, you must turn your mind to understanding because there's a purpose. There's always a purpose. There's always a value. It is for your benefit. All because I'm absorbed. Because I'm taking control. No, God has control over my body when I'm down and I'm out or the anointing is flowing through, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to release this control that's got me. I'm yielding to this control. You just need to read my book. Notice. Spiritual blessings are found in the manifestation of spheres of light. 
Light only shines in darkness. There's got to be some type of, there's got to be some type of some, some spiritual twisting to, re, to a true reality. That's what darkness is. It is a twisting of God's true reality. And what we are to do is to shine the light on that false reality. We are to shine the light on that. But I can't do it unless I understand what I need to do. I'm almost done. Hopefully you guys are getting blessed. I'm, I'm finally at the place where I want you to be. Manifestations. Like, oh, take the fire, do this. Now they look like manifestations. But to the mind that is wanting to lock in on eternal value... I look beyond the manifestation for the reality behind it. How's that happening? I used to, my wife used to trip out because I'd go to these Benny Hinn crusades and I'd sit on the edge of my chair and I'd listen to every word that man spoke. And it wasn't so much because he was such a great speaker. It was the, it was, it was the spirit inside of me wanting a lot of that for my life. So I hung on every word. And then I'd come out of the crusade and I would go do what he said. The Bible defines light as a sphere dominated by righteousness. You start to soak in it. You start to understand it. You start to take control. You understand the value of it. Righteousness will start to come to your life. You just don't get to act righteous. It's got to take you. It's also dominated by holiness. It's also dominated by the knowledge of God and his ways. And his ways. Today I'm going to ask God to wreck you all. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask for God I guess to hit you with the light when there was light before the creation of the world and then God said right because he's the light and I understand what the Bible says you know he created the the planetary systems and things like that but before he was. The spiritual blessings are given as signs of God's gracious kindness. Now here it is. Signs. Spiritual blessings are signs of God's kindness, his grace towards us. Are you ready for it? For the livelihood of the believer. For the livelihood of the believer. <clears throat> it's amazing. It's amazing that everything that I need 
everything. God has provided for me and for you. He's provided for us through these heavenly blessings. And now he's calling us to be spiritual people to obtain them. Now, let me just give you a very simple, as, I, as, I, as I've shut my notes off, I'm done. How about just salvation? Salvation is when one becomes born again. But salvation is a whole lot more than just somebody being born again. Salvation means the full redemptive package being delivered from some, being delivered from this age being healed being set free going through this process of what we call what we call justification or salvation i'm now justified in god Salvation is now the sanctification process, and it will be eventually the glorification process. That's a little bit of theology for you. Did you guys get anything? Anything? All right. Now, I need to ask you a serious question. Who wants it? Then line up. And I'm going to go fast.